With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Looking for trusted financial advice to help you weather the rough markets? Find your true north. On the Vantage Point with True North Wealth Partners podcast, you'll find financial tips, insights, and information to help you plan for your future. True North Wealth Partners has locations in Dublin and Wooster, Ohio, while serving clients nationwide. Dedicated to God, country, clients, and family. To learn more about the Vantage Point with True North Wealth Partners podcast, visit MyTrueNorthWP.com. That's MyTrueNorthWP.com. True North Wealth Partners. Welcome home. Experience the joy of watching your friends and family's faces light up when you feed them wild game you harvested and made them delicious sausages or meat you barbecue and grill with the finest seasonings available. Visit our friends at Waltons.com to find everything you need to turn wild game into tasty meat snacks or spice up your barbecue with new flavors and seasonings. With over 500 seasonings to choose from, there's something that everyone will love. They even have step-by-step videos and how-to articles at Beachistics to help you go from animal to edible. Use coupon Ranger 15 at checkout to save 15% on your first order at Waltons.com. Waltons, everything but the meat. Hi, I'm Texas Rangers field reporter Emily Jones, and you're listening to the Rangers Report podcast. The Ranger Report. Yeah, the Ranger Report. If you want the inside scoop, listen to the Ranger Report. Oh, This is the Ranger Report Podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and C.J. Berryman. All right, everybody, welcome to the Ranger Report Podcast. I am Ben Dieter. You can find me on Twitter at BDieter75. I am CJ Berryman. You can find me at CJB underscore RR on that bird app. And we are excited to be joined by Robin Hearn. Robin, how are you this evening? Great, guys. Thank you for Lady having me. Lady Ranger Report, Robin <laughs> Always great to have you on, Robin. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. All right, it's so let's... A, oh, go ahead. Wild, it's been a wild uh, couple days, hasn't it? You can say that again. I mean, on the Rangers end, it's been really crazy. So it's it's been a good crazy, but still crazy. Yeah, we'll get into that. We'll yeah, I was telling CJ off the air, I guess it's time to fire Martin Perez now. Huh? His ERA is above two. Yeah, he's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's doing it. He, it sucks. I mean, every one of those every one of those guys is going to have a couple of bad outings in a year. And, and, you know, to have one then, and they still wound up winning the game, which to me was amazing. You know, they, well, and they, the White Sox, White, White Sox are a good hitting team. Yeah, they, they are, really. especially, yeah. yeah especially in their park. Mm-hmm. So to yeah. take to take two out of three, honestly, that was pretty impressive for the Rangers. I'm just happy that they won the series and they won it in the way that they did. I mean, coming back in extras two days in a row is probably super grueling for these guys, especially the ones that play every day. 
but just to see them have that grit from the first inning all the way to the, I mean, today was the 12th, but yesterday was the 11th or the 10th. I can't remember. Uh, 10th yeah. yesterday. Or was it the 11th? 10th? Yeah. See, it's been, it's yeah, been too it's, long. I'm with you. I agree. Yeah. We're all confused <laughs> on our dates here. <laughs> they need to keep, they need to keep winning in nine. <laughs> yeah. That would be better. Yes, ma'am. So what we, uh, you know, you and I were both pretty vocal on Twitter about how Martin Perez has not even been considered as a Cy Young candidate. And that baffles me, baffles me. So tell me, uh, tell me how, tell me how mad you, are you as mad as I am about that? And let, let's see. Listen, it irritates me to no end because even though, like we said, that outing against Chicago yesterday wasn't the best, but he still went out there and gave the team what five or six innings. Yeah, so five he innings. still, then, yeah. Five plus, so he, five plus. Yeah. He still went out there and did what a starter is supposed to do. And Martin is finding his rhythm. Of course, he's not going to have a great outing every time he goes out there, but it's just disrespectful. Honestly, it's just really disrespectful to me how the league and how people are not giving him his credit, but also not giving the Rangers their credit. I mean, May was a really good month for this team. And I don't, I just don't think people are crediting them enough, but then again, I am kind of biased. Yeah. yeah. I mean, going out, you know, you take two out of three in Chicago, but the thing is with Martin Perez is that was before the Chicago game that they still didn't make him a consideration when his ERA was below two and he was what five and O oh in the, or four and O oh in the month of May with a, yeah, pitched the most innings of anyone. His he had the most like strikeouts. Seven something. It yeah, was his, ridiculous. his batting average again was against was like point one two nine or something like that. Just, just un unheard of numbers. Basically, just ridiculous. And he didn't get any credit for it whatsoever. But you know, we've seen this back in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, when the Rangers mm-hmm. made their last run. Is they had all these guys really overperforming, but no one knew who they were. I remember on. Uh, a Fox game where, where I think it was Joe Buck didn't know how to say Elvis Andrews's name because he called him he, Elvis Andrews. Yeah. And then there's another one that said Carlos Borbon when talking about Julio Borbon. <laughs> so Julio, they had yeah. no idea who they were. So that's kind of how I see this team is this team is a, a bunch of people that, or a bunch of guys that people don't really know who I think something special is about to happen over the next few years. I believe that too. I mean, I, I, I think because every time I see somebody tweet something and somebody goes who in the comments when they tweet about somebody, I'm like, all right, like either we need to be on national TV more or y'all just need to start learning more about this team. Cause they're young learning guys. More about baseball in general. Exactly. They're young guys, but they are really good at baseball. I mean, Eli white before everything happened, and I hope that he's okay. Yeah. Um, getting the team started with that two run blast, just, I mean, if you don't know who Eli White is, especially after that catch he made yeah. a couple of days ago, like, come well, on. He now. made four in a matter of two days. Four amazing. Exactly. And Taylor owns, owes him like a steak dinner. <laughs> no. I know. He, he told me he's going to buy him one once they get back to get back to Texas. And I'm like, yeah, you owe him a, you owe him a lot. <laughs> Speaking of Eli, um, yeah, we're going to extras and it looks like we're going to be missing him for a little while. Uh, likely a right arm right wrist looks like wrist injury. yeah it looks like wrist. yeah they said right right wrist, right wrist. and mm-hmm. you know he collided with Culberson out there and it looked ugly and, and i was honestly worried about like the head because the way the mm-hmm. head snapped back yeah um but then he got up and as he was walking off and, and john moore said this he said it looked like he said i broke my arm yeah so 
that's that's and that sucks because Eli was some juice. Mm-hmm. Eli, Eli was the juice of the team. I mean, he could inject it. He could save runs, which he did for Glenn Otto with that crazy catch, save three runs. And Glenn Otto, Glenn Otto ended up settling down and, yep. and getting the win. And yep. so it's a huge part of the team. Maybe he's you. I wouldn't consider him like an everyday starter, but a, 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 a damn versatile fourth outfielder that any team, any team could use. Um it's it's to me it's it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be hard uh uh without Eli. For, and I think he could be like the David Murphy going forward. Yeah, that's what David that's, Murphy uh, was for that last run. And well, yeah. and the, the way the way I look at him right now y'all is is he right now he's got the skill set to be the David Murphy. But right now he's like Craig Gentry, which there's yeah. no problem with that. No problem with that at all. I mean, the guy gets on base and you know stuff's going to happen. Yeah. Um, the guy's going to rob stuff in the outfield. Now, Gentry was not as tall and uh, as much of a gazelle as, <laughs> as Eli is. Um, but, I mean, I think we have an improved, at least right now, version of Craig Gentry. And moving forward, that can also improve. Do you all agree? Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I hope it's nothing too, too bad that keeps him out for a long time because he is a big part in the center field that I think that's where he will be most successful, especially because I believe that Adolis is great wherever you put him, but he's much better in right field than anything. So to not have Eli in center for, I don't know how long it's going to be because we don't know he's, he hasn't gotten his x-rays yet. So we don't know exactly what's going on for that. Um, it's going to be tough, but I mean, we'll see what happens. Adolis can play center and he can play center left, right. Doesn't matter. Yeah. He can play wherever you put him. He's like a chameleon almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I so, really think, I really think this go, if he goes on the IL, which I think he will at least for 10 days, if not longer with, you know, the way he ran off holding his arm, like CJ said, it didn't look good, but I think that means we're about to see Leody Tavares come up into the majors. I hope so. I hope so. He was such a great light last year. I enjoyed watching him play. Well, and like I said, he was kind of in a downswing offensively. He was batting almost 400. He's down to just a mere 313 now. So, you know, but but, uh, I think he's ready. Like he's taken walks. He still strikes out a little too much, but I think he's always going to strike out a little too much. But he's also taking his lumps. Yeah, but he's like Eli White. Mm -hmm. You get him on base and pitchers have to pay attention to him because stuff is going to happen. And he's got that speed and that athleticism in the outfield as well. So I think, I mean, you talk about him and Eli on the same team going forward. You're talking about one of the best outfields in baseball. Oh, yeah. And I think that's the thing, like, regardless of what happens with Eli, you want to bring up somebody with speed in the outfield and Leody has that speed that can match Eli or even better. Cause he's really fast. Yeah. We, we you talked think about, so? you we, think he's as fast as Eli. We want to, I want to see a race. I, I, between listen, the two of them. I'm about to say, let's put him up against, let's <laughs> make him do a 40 yard dash and for spring training. I would see what love to see that. I would love, I would it. love that. So yeah, let's talk about Leody. I mean, he like I said earlier, he he took his lumps. Um, he's been up, he's been down, and now they started him down uh, to really see if what they worked on with him over the off season and throughout last year would stick. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it's sticking now. Uh, and I've I've said it a lot. I covered him when he was up here in Amarillo. Uh, Frisco was actually just here, but I used to cover him uh, 
uh, in Frisco or in Amarillo when he was with Frisco. And I mean, he just knew this guy was the best player in the ballpark. The instant he walked on the field, he can do that. He can do that. He can take over games and hopefully, I mean, it sucks. I mean, it really sucks for Eli. I mean, there's nobody in the world that I really would, would wish and I wouldn't wish an injury on anybody, but you know, for Eli, especially when he's coming into his own, but it's also opening up a door for Laoti yeah. to come up and show, Hey, it's sticking. Yeah. And that's the sad thing about injuries is like, I mean, I, I we can talk about Josh Smith. I mean, having his debut and then getting hurt and then now still walkers up and Duran's up. And it's one of these things where it's like, it sucks for them because I was getting excited for Josh. I mean, he was one of the people that I was excited for during spring training because of just how successful he was. And now I'm like, okay, Duran's awesome. Duran's like, he showed some stuff today. I mean, he did that one little error right there in the, God, what was it? The eighth or the ninth inning? I can't remember. Um, that was, you know, that's just rookie mistakes. The same thing with Steele in the, in right field the other day. That was just a nice little rookie mistake, but now he's on the COVID IL. It's a sad thing about sending some or having somebody go to the IL, but it's great because we get to see these prospects that we're all excited for. Well, it yeah. shows you how 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 stock the farm system is too. Yes. Hey, if one guy drops down, hey, we can bring another one back up to produce. So I mean, you talk about outfit. I know we're talking about Laoti. We hadn't even mentioned Bubba Thompson, who's also having a fantastic year down in, in AAA. He was just he's on. Too, he's going to be coming up. He, it's going to be soon. He was just on and that other. If you think about it, now you just made me think of something, Ben. Sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> no, bro. go ahead. Maybe it's Bubba Thompson that comes up and not Laoti. Maybe if you want, if you want height, I say Bubba. Yeah. If you want that height that like Eli had, I say you bring Bubba up. I haven't had a chance to really see Bubba, but I've heard all his stats and everything. And Taylor says he's a really nice guy. So I can only go off of what my brother says. Well, selfishly, yeah. I don't want Bubba to get called up because I'm going to be in round rock for three games this week. And I want him to be there. <laughs> <laughs> but the problem is yeah. <laughs> the problem with Bubba getting called up is that he's not on the 40 man. Oh, that's true. A DFA would have to happen. Laoti's on the 40 man. And it it just kind of seems like it matches. Like this is, this is what has to happen. Well, the the only way it wouldn't have to be a DFA is if Eli White goes on the IL for a long period of time, which hopefully that doesn't happen. On the 60 day. Yeah. Then then, then, then yeah. They can open up a spot for him, but hopefully that doesn't happen to Eli. Yeah. I'm, I'm praying it's not 60 days. Yeah, I'm hoping it's a 10-day thing, and I'm hoping it's just a bad sprain or a bad, you know, he jammed just, it. Because you, you watch it yeah. when he slid in, his arm kind of got under there, and you couldn't see what happened to it. And I'm hoping it's just one of those where he jammed it real hard, and that whole arm hurt. He just needs to rest it. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Because, again, I mean, I was at the game, Josh Smith's debut, where Eli made that catch. I was covering it. That was actually my first professional game to cover. And uh, sorry, I had to fly. That was my first mm-hmm. game to cover. And, I mean, it was that was amazing in person. I was there when Gary Matthews Jr. climbed the wall. So that was the second best catch I've seen behind Gary Matthews Jr. Oh, I saw them comparing those two. That was amazing. The Gary Matthews Jr. one was different just because he didn't have it tracked like Eli. Eli had his track the whole way. Gary yeah. Matthews was kind of like a climb the wall, stab in the dark catch, which was uh, just incredible. Yeah, it was like almost ass backwards. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he was like yeah. he climbed the wall out of desperation, hoping that he could get to that <laughs> ball, and he did. Like, that was such an amazing catch. But that's, what, it, you, that's what you want from your outfielder. Somebody yeah. is going to do that type of stuff to help your pitcher out. I mean, when he did that for Glenn, like you said, that kind of settled – him down and yeah. as a starter that's all you need you just need to know that your your infield and your outfield have has your back 
Well, here, here's the problem I see right now that I think the Rangers have is you look at Josh Smith. He was doing great before he went down, but he'll be back. You look at Duran. I mean, my goodness, he was lighting it up. He had more doubles than anyone in the minors. Then he comes up and he is lighting it up at the major league level. When these guys all get healthy, what are they going to do? I mean, who do you send down at this? Well, and, and Chris Woodward said on the post game that Ezekiel Duran fears nothing. No, it's no. obvious. And he's had a few eh, plays at third where balls maybe that he could have got that he didn't, but not, I mean, overall he, it doesn't seem to affect him no matter what happens. Just like today, you know, he had that error and then he turns around and hits the three run shot. So well, and and that's, they, what, that's what and, you want. Yeah. You want somebody that can take something like that and say, you know what? I didn't do it, but watch, I'm going to make sure we get the go ahead right here. And it wasn't just go ahead. We need one run. I'll give you three. Yeah. Yeah. Just so, run, you'll, you'll get three out of me. And so the, the play of the game, it, from what it sounded like, um, I was working and had the game on the radio, but it sounded like Zeke knew that the, there was going to be a play over there. So he put his foot in front of the bag and jacked up the slide into third and was able to put the tag on. And that's just, I mean, that's almost better in know-how, but it's just being that's smart. smart. It's baseball smart. Speaking of that, exactly. another, another guy we hadn't talked about, we mentioned him a little bit, but a guy who always seems to be around when runs happen, Adolis Garcia. What yeah. a slide he had into home today, man. Yeah. That was I mean, amazing. How, that ball was there 10 feet before him. How did he avoid that tag? That was amazing. That dude, again, and he kind of gets overlooked this year because of all the other prospects that have been coming up and down, but he had to prove himself this year. So far, I think, I mean, once they cut him loose and told him to just be himself again instead of trying to change his swing, he has been a man on fire. Yeah, he has. I mean, this weekend was a great weekend for him. I mean, he was able to not only put up good runs and, you know, but he was able to get a couple homers in, a few dingers. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, to me, I mean, me and Ben talked about this and it was actually Chris Howard that told us, like, give us a warning. Like he's having a great, yeah, he's in the all-star game. He's the front runner for the, I still think he was robbed at rookie of the year last year. Yeah, Again, because that 100%. national, that national yeah. crap. But um, I, I think what he's proving right now is that he's here to stay. He's somebody you can build yeah. with, maybe not around because you're going to build it around Seager, Simeon, you know, those types of guys and whoever else they get in the off season or at the trade deadline or whatever, but he's somebody you can certainly, certainly, certainly build with. For sure. And I could see, you know, going forward, I didn't plan on talking about this, but going forward to next year, I could see Adolis being the only consistent outfielder that's still out there next year, you know, because I don't think Calhoun, unless they didn't sign him for two years, did they? No, it was a one-year deal. Yeah, so I don't think Calhoun will be back. I don't think Brad Miller will be back. You know, Culberson obviously is not going to be back because I don't think they'll need him, but I could see Josh Smith being an all-time outfielder and then Leody. And then, you know, Adolis Garcia, that would be a pretty darn good outfield right there. 100%. Yep. And so then you have third base, which hopefully Josh Young, Josh hopefully Young next year. Field. Yeah. Josh Young. Um, if not, Ezekiel Duran. And yeah. Duran's played some outfield too. So there's some versatility that they can use out there. And then you have obviously Simeon Seager at first and second, or I'm sorry, it's uh, short and second. And then Nathaniel Lowe is, he's going to be here, another guy. Not to build around, but to build with. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and then just see what happens. I mean, these guys are all so young. They're all so young. And so yep. uh, Emily Jones said this on Twitter, or actually on her on the mom podcast, that she loves the sprinkle that the Rangers have right now of solid, legit veterans with yeah. super young talent. Well, just you look at the pitching rotation, Martin Perez and John Gray. 
And then you've got Glenn Otto and you've got Taylor and you've got, you know, I mean, everyone else, but you got, I mean, Taylor, let's, we hadn't talked about him. We have you on, we got to talk about Taylor. He had a great, he had a great outing last time, but they want him to attack the zone a little more. They've said, and it looked like he did that in his last outing. Yeah. Um, that's something that Robin, Robin and I were texting about this. Oh, game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, but that is something that Taylor's told us that they wanted from him and, you know, for him, he knows what he has to do whenever he's facing these guys. Cause these are some hard hitters. I mean, in Cleveland, you're going up against Ramirez and um, Josh Naylor, who had an amazing game a few weeks ago. Um, so you're going to get some heavy hitters on that Guardians team. And for Taylor to come out and attack him the way that he did, I'm very proud of him. But also his pitching coach, his longtime pitching coach, Omar Washington, told him the same thing. Yeah. He said, you have this, you have it. You can throw it right past them and they're not going to be able to, by the time you get it past them, they're gonna be like, what, what, did I just miss that? Yeah. So I'm happy that he's, getting up there and his, his speed and everything. Um, he seemed like he's finding himself, which is great. Yeah. And my worry, I mean, again, me and Robin were texting about this, that long top half or the long bottom half of the fourth inning. I texted you. It was like, kind of worries me because he he's had too much time to sit in the dugout. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's hard for a pitcher to come out and, and, you know, be cold and just all of a sudden boom, you know, he struck out. What was it? Four of the first five or five of the first six to start the game? Uh five of the first six, I think. Five of the first six. And you know, that 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 half inning, I was like, I'm worried he's gonna be a little bit cold than he was, which is it's it's natural. That happens to, to every pitcher, but he also settled down, got out mm-hmm. of the inning, and got the W. And that's most important. And for people yeah. that don't know, I gotta bring this up. When I was at the game the other day, I talked to him for a minute down there, and there were some people out on the field that you know, players go over there, it was a meet and greet. And Taylor must've been over there for like 20 minutes. Like your brother is so nice. Like he was out there shaking hands, taking pictures, signing stuff. I mean, he was out there forever. Like I hardly got a word in with him because he was too busy over there, over there talking to the people down on the field. Your brother is so nice. So I have a funny story about that. So after Taylor was traded to the Rangers in 2018 and um, he was optioned to Frisco. So of course, you know, that's technically another hometown team for Taylor. So we had a bunch of friends and family there. And after his first outing there, he did, cause he did really good in his first outing. It was after the game and they had like fireworks and stuff going on. And so fans were able to come onto the field and watch the fireworks. And so Taylor was sitting there signing balls and everything for everybody. And like their media guy was like, we need you to come and like answer questions and everything. And he's like, okay, I got, I got, okay, I'll, I'll do it. And Taylor just sat there and was signing Cause he never wants to tell anybody no. And I felt so bad for this one little kid because Taylor was out of balls. And so he ran to the dugout to get more balls. And this little kid started crying. And I was like, no, 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 no. He's going to get he's coming back. I he's promise. coming back. <laughs> yeah. He's coming back. And so then the next year I, um, interned with the rough riders and they set this rule in place that the players have to be off the field before they allow the fans to come on the field for the fireworks thing because of, I don't want to say it's because of Taylor, but because fans would come up and try to grab and like get autographs and take pictures with the players. And it's like, they got to go. Yeah. Cause if they have a road trip or something like they got to go. So, um, it's funny you say that cause he, he was that way in the minors and he's always that way. He doesn't like tell people no. 
No, as I say, it was that way in the May. It was cool. It was cool to see firsthand down there on the field during batting practice and all that, that he's out there walking around him. And it seemed like Culberson was the other guy that really liked to like Culberson just seems like one of the nicest guys, you know, on he's the such team. a likable person. He really is. You hate, I mean, you hate for anything bad to happen. I mean, you know, I say he's not going to be on the team next year and you hate that because I really like him as a person, but there's just no room for him. But he's, yeah, it's the reality. Of he's it. such a, and he knows, he knows the business side of it, but man, he's such a nice guy. Yeah. Well, that and his production, you know, I, I didn't think he'd, he'd be back this year, but then he signed the minor league contract and they worked his way onto the team. He's, yeah. he's got a whole lot of value in him and it, it, it goes, you know, beyond the field. It goes into the clubhouse. And I mean and, the hair too. Come on. And the hair. Yeah. The hair's the hair is a big part. And Josh Smith, Josh Smith can, uh, can attest or maybe beat him. Jonah Himes got some good hair. Hey, you I got to say real quick. CJ. I don't have any, no, by the way, I, I shaved. And by the way, Robin, you never, both of us yeah. like it's a completely clean, <laughs> completely clean. It's a new look Ranger report. Yeah. Sorry. I thought I noticed it, but I just didn't want to say anything <laughs> and be like, did y'all shave? No, I had a Santa Claus beard last time we had you on. So I've, okay. I, 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 I had to shave like it a, like a poor man's Fu Manchu. Yeah. I had to shave it for charity. <laughs> so it was worth it. My church did a VBS and the prize, oh, nice. the prize of they raised enough money for uh, these missionaries we were raising money for is they got to shave my face on stage. So I got shaved in front of 80 something kids. <laughs> that's always fun. That's so I know the kids love that. Ben, ben sent me the picture and I, I told him, I said, okay, if you're going to do it and <laughs> for charity, then you know what? I might as well do the same. So, <laughs> but, but no, I was going to say it's speaking of Josh Smith and the hair, you know, they're, they always joke about all that stuff. And uh, someone asked Charlie Corbinson down there, you know, now does Josh Smith have the best hair on the team now that he's here? And uh, Charlie Culberson's answer was, you got to be here more than 15 minutes to get the best hair uh, <laughs> moniker on the team, which I thought was a hilarious answer. <laughs> that's, that's He's right, though. <laughs> he is right, yeah. Basically giving the kid a hard time, so which yeah. they all love to do. Yeah. Robin, Robin, how hot is it over there in uh, Wichita? <laughs> uh, we are up to 102 today. It's supposed to, like, I think we're supposed to get to, like, one day this week where we drop to 99. Oh, wow. Other than that, we're in the triple digits all week long. And it's not good because I have to be outside all week long because we have um, a golf tournament happening and then the oil bowl is happening. So it's a it's not a not ideal. By the way, you're you're working on your putt. (laughs) Trying to trying to. I'm not I. I'm not a golfer. I was a great golfer. I I got a birdie once. I was a great golfer. I got a birdie once. I got an no. eagle once and I didn't even know it landed in there. <laughs> so y'all are way better than me. I think I'd like double, triple, whatever bogeyed on whatever hole I was on. But, um, yeah, the guy I was with, I was like trying to put the ball and everything. And I hit it a little too hard. And he's like, you really like to work fast. And I said, yeah, that's why I don't play golf because it's so, <laughs> exactly. like, you got it. Like I'm more of a fast paced person. Like let's go, go, go. I want to get up there and hit the ball. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't like the taking your time and everybody has to be quiet. Like I just couldn't be a golfer, honestly. Nope. I tried and I had a baseball swing and and too fast a pace. That's where it came in good for me. I'm left-handed, but I played golf right-handed. So it didn't interfere with my baseball swing. I'm right-handed and swing left-handed. Oh, there you go. I know a lot of people do that to play both sports. That way you don't mess with. And I, I, when I was a kid, side story doesn't matter, but I broke my left arm and I had to learn to do a bunch of stuff with my right hand because I had a cast on for like nine months due to 
my arm grew back wrong and they had to re-break it and reset it a second time. So I had to learn to do a bunch of stuff on my right hand. So I can do things both ways, which freaks kids out in school when I'm writing on the whiteboard <laughs> and then I switch hands and they're like, wait a minute. It's kind, of, it's kind of a fun trick as a teacher to do to people. Yeah. See, I'm right-handed and I, I bat left-handed, but I cannot do anything. Like if I try to throw the ball, I look like a girl, <laughs> my, my left hand, with the right arm, hey I, can now. Bring it, I can bring it. I can bring it. But the left arm, I'm like, I wouldn't say throw like a girl. I bet the Robin noise and everything. You. <laughs> no, I'm left-handed, but I do everything with my right. But Taylor, only thing he does right-handed is rope. Oh, okay. Because all the men in my family are right-handed when it comes to roping. But Taylor, he writes left-handed. He bats. He pitches left-handed. Mm-hmm. I'm the weird one because I've. <laughs> my parents say that I copied Taylor because. He is the only one in our family that writes left-handed. So I just kind of copied what he did. And my dad's like, you're supposed to be left-handed. And I said, okay, well, I'm not. So <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not right-handed dad, like whatever. All right. On that note, I think that's all we got for you, Robin. Thank you so much for Perfect. joining us tonight. No, thank you. Yeah, Thanks thank you. for having me again, guys. Yep. This is what, number four? I think so. I think so. Yeah. That's we why always lady, enjoy it. That's why your lady <laughs> ranger report right there. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it, guys. All right, thank you again, Robin. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.